0: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Repeat. It's your boy, Mike Sanchez. And just remember, y'all,
1: don't say this. Say say that. that.
0: Absolutely. What's What's going going on, on,
1: bro? All good, man. All good. We got a special guest today in the building. We got
0: another special guest this week. My friend, my boy from high school. I met this kid a long time ago. Sean Casey, welcome on. How you doing, bro? What's going on, on,
2: yo? How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. For those who don't know Sean, and may not know what he does, Sean's a graphic designer out of salem state just graduated this year congratulations some, yeah, congratulations thank y'all thank you, all. Thank you all. during this
2: i know i know picked the wrong year well, 100%. <laughs> you thought
0: it was the right year but no
1: hey you still came out with a victory man so of course that, came out with that degree exactly. you know
0: absolutely still got that so a little bit about what his work does he designs a lot of apps and websites going to talk about that later on today He's also going to talk about his love for the UFC because I've been dying to get a UFC conversation out oh, of yeah. him, you know there what I'm saying? You no know more on Instagram, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> for the longest time. It's finally going to happen in person. There we go. So you know what? Mikey, let's just jump right into it.
1: Absolutely.
0: For those who might not know what you do, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: All right. So originally I started off in high school as a graphic designer graduated high school with a certificate in graphic design shout out the vote shout out the vote hell yeah oh, hell shout yeah. out so mr you young got, you, you got the <laughs>
1: certificate while still in high school
2: i got it when i graduate yep yep with my high school diploma yeah
0: that's super it, that's dope the, um, it's a vocational school so okay one week it would be like shop and we were in graphic communication before i left and then next week it would be academics so what
2: school is this This is the Vogue in Wakefield.
0: The Northeast Met. It's called, it's like Northeast Metropolitan Regional (laughs) Vocational School. Yeah, it's a fucking mouthful. Exactly. Just the Vogue for sure. That's dope. Yeah. I know they
1: do something similar at Madison,
2: Madison High School. There's a lot
0: of Vogue schools around the area. Mm -hmm. I know in Medford too. Yeah. But yeah.
3: Absolutely. That's how me and Sean met.
2: Hell yeah. Freshman year, I think Mr. LaFave's class. Yeah, R.I.P. the yeah, great. Yeah, R.I.P. Miss That was the best. That yeah. really was. Uh, that's, what, that's really We're going to
3: get into it later about <laughs> yeah. the memories, but that <laughs> yeah. was, just know that that was the best. So
0: why don't you continue telling us a little bit about what you do?
2: Um, From high school, I studied interactive multimedia, which focuses on like, UI, UX design, which is mostly apps and websites. Okay. And that's where I, where I learned how to code websites. Um, and I've been working on how code apps, too. I've been getting into that recently. Nice, nice. But yeah, since then I've just been, I've kind of, um, combine all three: doing graphic design when I can, doing web design, app design, doing everything. In college, I also minded music technology, so okay. on the side I do audio engineering. Nice. That's like mostly a hobby, but
3: yeah.
0: So have you? Fun. Is that include producing beats too? Or yeah. Is that okay? So yep. have you produced any yet?
2: a little bit a little okay. bit i don't really release stuff yeah i'm like little, weird on releasing stuff yeah,
0: absolutely just you know make it for your own self you exactly know, just i'll just make it clothes.
2: and then like won't even record it you know exactly
0: exactly and he so. was mentioning about how he's doing those three things uh, I got to give a shout out real quick to Manlow's last week. That was a great episode. Shout out, Manlow's, man. Love right? the ugly. Absolutely, man. Uh, we that- appreciate all the views, all the feedback we got on it. And like Sean doing those three things, Manlow's also does those multifaceted people. Absolutely. So that's what we love to see. Absolutely.
1: So. That's super cool, man. And, and um, you know, nothing to feel bad about, like, not releasing anything that you do, you know, sometimes it's just part of the research and development process, you know, so. Oh, absolutely. That's cool, man.
0: That's yeah, that's that cool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about those apps that you design that you code and how like the process of that.
2: All right. Yeah. Yeah. So usually I get the idea, I get the brief, which is just a a rundown of the app, the company, if there is a company, the demographic and all that. So then I take that information and I'll go on like Pinterest and Google and just create a mood board, which is kind of a collection of styles i want to go yeah. towards and like other examples of like maybe apps and websites that are in the same uh field and from there i start to sketch using those ideas work from my sketchbook to illustrator where i make wireframes and then from there i just jump into design and, and start coding it
3: wow
0: oh, that's that's, that's dope man yeah and that process could take a while so how long usually could, could it take for
2: you? uh yeah it, it can take a while i mean i could spend like an hour a couple hours on a mood board alone sketching it depends how in-depth i want to do it a lot of times i'll just do like three or four sketches of like different screens yeah. and then i'll just like create the other screens while i'm designing okay because once you have a style down that you're gonna go towards it's easier to just build off that so it's Word, it course. can be a lot of copy and paste in um, certain elements it's kind of like setting up a template for exactly you.
0: okay yes cool yep. and what you mentioned styles what style do you lead towards the most like is there certain like person you get like your inspiration for work off of or do you just have like kind of like a free-flowing thought and as it goes you kind of show all your work as it becomes
2: I would describe my style as like flat and heavily minimal okay um I used to work use a lot of pastels but I've strayed away from that just because I relied too heavily on them Mm -hmm. but as far as inspirations go I try to draw a lot of inspiration from just like the world around me and what I've seen growing up and just the city and stuff like that but i can say i've taken inspiration from like keith heron cause uh Mm. takashi Murakami, people like that polisher but they're they're very they're also very flat minimal Uh, a couple of those guys are pop artists so
0: i know takashi is correct
2: yeah takashi yep yep him and keith heron are pretty similar yeah
0: that's, yeah, cause he's done a lot of work with like OVO and like Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. You noticed it too, Mikey. Did, yeah. did yeah. a I couple of uh, covers for Kanye. Kanye. Right, exactly. Did "Kids See Ghosts." Yeah. He Graduation. Kind of, exactly.
2: Cause did "808s and Heartbreak" too. So, really? Caused, uh, yeah, Cause has worked with Kanye wow. too. Wow. Uh, oh. That's
3: something
1: super new every day. Didn't yeah, yeah that, that's super dope. Yeah. Um, I know that you said that when um you start the process of whether it is an app or just designing something one key component for you is the demographic that you wanna appeal to. What are the things that you search to be able to appeal to a certain demographic?
2: Like what are the top things? That can be tough sometimes. Um, depending on the demographic, like I like, obviously I, it's easier when it's something like my age or something I'm interested in. Yep. But when it, when it strays away from that, I sometimes rely on like my parents or family friends like that, asking them what they think. And actually a lot of times I have my dad test out like, apps of mine the prototypes okay. since he's not too uh great with phones and stuff like that because you gotta have people like that test it out because if they can do it anyone can no exactly. disrespect to my dad but i'm sure know. a lot of our parents are like that you know yeah, thousand
1: percent yeah like Absolutely. there's
0: a generation above us that's you know technologically challenged you know? exactly just how it is because they didn't grow up with that stuff it's all new to them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think it's good that you know it's coming from like a closer source too
2: yeah yeah and it's good having it be like a parent because i can be like for real with me and stuff like that or at least i hope they are yeah Yeah. you know i mean i always look for like serious feedback and stuff like that so it can be challenging when it goes to a demographic i'm not too uh i can't relate to too heavily but even then i just do a lot of heavier googling look at forms and stuff like that that Mm. that demographic might be on and stuff like that
0: that's super cool man that's right yeah and uh sean recently really posted on instagram it was dead cool that Pickem ufc app i, I saw that I yeah. that, was, I did I, see yeah, that i <laughs> thought that was the coolest thing it's basically it obviously hasn't released yet mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the concept and how you made it all change and how it looked like a pro commercial honestly oh, like, I'd percent. See, like yeah. I, I would see that on like a ufc fight night commercial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and because of the way it moves and everything like that so what programming and stuff that you use to kind of create that whole post? I will say it's a post cause we haven't released it anywhere else, yeah. but like, cause it looked like a commercial. So how'd you ended up doing that?
2: So it started off in a uh, same process as every other app. But from there I started off making an illustrator and from there I went into Adobe XD, which is a cool program that lets you create prototypes. Mm-hmm. So I can pull it up on my phone and like actually pretend it's an app. It'll work like that. So that's that's what I did there. And a little work in Photoshop too. Nothing major. Just editing some photos of the fighters and stuff. Absolutely. After that though, uh, for the cool mock-up you all saw on Instagram, that was done in After Effects, which pretty much you just drop the images into where they need to be and create the text and... It's just a lot more in-depth work with animation which i hate but i'm trying to get into it yeah you know it's like it's a good skill to know so i've just been trying to suck it up and okay. try it but yeah after effects is what did all that cool animation stuff
0: nice, nice. so you're not big on animation yet right no yeah yeah okay yeah
2: but i've been trying to get into it no you absolutely
0: know. it's a cool field to get into cause the art I see you make and you know I see you like it kind of reminds me of those like Pixar animated movies where mm-hmm. it's kind of like a lot of color and like kind of brightish and stuff like that nothing too major but still on that simple mm-hmm. road mm-hmm. exactly for sure
1: and like just just commenting on uh, on what Pete said about the UFC app it looks professional it looks oh, professionally made so big ups for that and I, I know you said you don't like animation is it like the whole? Graphic movement thing that you're not really into because I saw something you did with MF Doom that I was like, that's pretty dope. Like, shout out yeah. to MF Doom. Yeah, I love MF out Doom. You. <laughs> Same, man.
2: Same. The the problem with that is that it's a hard transfer from a static thing that you'd see in like design. Even web design and app design is pretty static. But when you jump to animation, it's just like you take your static 2D design and now it has to have Three dimensions, even four dimensions. It has to move in space, and you have to think about the space that's in, rather than like a flat plane. And it's hard right. to kind of visualize that at times.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a trial and error process. You do it, you look at it. Doesn't look too too appealing. Then you go back into it, kind of thing. Is it that how it, it works? Yeah, it
2: can be that because you gotta remember it has to look realistic. Even though it's not like it, it could be like a alien, so it might not be something that is realistic. But you gotta make it look at least. Somewhat realistic, so mm-hmm. it's believable,
0: right? Yeah, because you got to sell it exactly. Eventually. Yeah, exactly. So, you gotta sell. so when you are eventually going to try and sell your products or sell it, what's kind of the message you want to drive home? Where, like, so, so you, it sells and becomes this bigger thing,
2: as far as my products in general, or like the UFC app specifically, uh, the projects
0: in general, because. You know the ufcf just one thing and then you're gonna because you do i've seen you do other things than that Mm -hmm. so when selling those types of products and that type of work what's like the inspiration what are you going to tell somebody that like was like "Hmm, why should i buy this
2: it's a good question as far as selling myself personally i want people to see me as someone who can do whatever you throw at me i don't want to be stuck as just like the ufc guy or just like the guy who does websites like i want to be the guy who can do whatever you want me to do Mm -hmm. I don't want to be limited to just, like, flat, minimal design. I want to be challenged, like, I'm open for anything. So I guess that's a good selling point as far as I can think of. As far as my product, my projects go, I guess it's a case-by-case thing depending on the demographic and the projects itself. So that's a good question, yeah. yeah
1: and and, and to, to go a little bit more in depth uh, to that, for a lot of people – like myself that are not too knowledgeable on like the specific terms used for graphic designing and stuff like that. The services that you offer are graphic designing, you can code a, a, a website. What other things uh, could you offer to, t- to somebody seeking those services?
2: I can code a website, like you said. Um, it's also not just coding. Like a lot of times people look for like who can design an app or a website mm-hmm. and then they'll take the design and have a developer code it for them. So I can also offer services just design straight up and then you take it to someone else and code it. Or I could put you in touch with like a developer or I could connect with a developer that I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, it's, yeah.
0: It's that type of process, exactly.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: And from that point, it would take kind of long to maybe sell yourself on that because like you said, you could do pretty much anything someone asks you to. Mm-hmm. You know yep. what I'm saying? And I know a big thing... Well, in some industries is, well, they want one specific thing, but when they get someone who can do multiple things, it's kind of better for the company and for the person they hire. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that is is a problem currently because a lot of companies want to hire a graphic designer, and then when they get on board, they're like, oh, we want you to do web design work too, but we'll pay you for graphic design. Like, we're not going to pay you extra. Yeah. So it's like, you got to be careful job hunting too
0: yeah so i think that transitions into kind of the next question i want to get at what do you see as a big problem in that industry you're going into today
2: along with uh companies taking advantage of designers there's a few other issues i think such as the contest-based things where it's like oh submit all your designs like everyone submit designs and uh we'll pick the best and that's that's taking advantage of the designers because you're getting free work Mm-hmm. And then you're only paying one person. So right. all these people, all these designers are working maybe 20 minutes or 20 hours to submit design in hopes that their favorite celebrity picks them for to pay them like $100 in a signed poster. And that's it. And exactly. That's all they get. You know, it was like, it, yeah. and I
0: imagine they're really elaborate and nicer design. So it's mm-hmm. going to be their best work. And then the, they're like, oh, yeah, here you go.
2: Exactly. You know exactly. I mean? So in that instance, I think the celebrities or the companies should instead be like send your portfolios it's already work you've done and it shows who you are as a designer and what you can do so they should be looking for portfolios instead of specific designs because right. instead they in that case they're not taking advantage right. of anyone
0: and what's weird about that is how you mentioned they only look for designs and not portfolios in the field that i studied in college sports comms they were heavy on the portfolios mm-hmm. they wanted you to have i mean everyone who is getting into that field has to design a website or have something of that sorts like this But they were like, we want a portfolio. We want, like, your top five stories, all this. Or not even, like, every work you've done. So it's just interesting and, like, weird to see how different industries kind of require different stuff like that, even though they're kind of under the same creative web. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that is weird. And and like you said, these companies are picking and choosing and then just going, oh, here you go. A memory just came back from graphics. (laughs) I remember the Mark Cuban wanted the somebody to design the Mavs new uniforms, like back when they did it. Mm -hmm. And he, I remember you working, we were working on a little bit and then you submitted it. It obviously didn't get picked up, but it just kind of reminded me because I remember the Jersey they did pick featured the Dallas skyline. And I remember looking at that guy's page on there. I was like, you know, Oh, that's a cool one. Yeah. And then, you know, it ended up being the Mavs legit jerseys that they wore during an NBA game. And I was reading a report saying the guy kind of like didn't get the best deal out of it, which was weird. And and it was and I also read that not a lot of people submitted because the their ideas and designs, they wouldn't really make any profit from it.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Would that,
1: does that maybe like bring up the necessity of like maybe having an agent? For, for people that are, like, creatives in this industry. In that instance. Because I, think, because yeah. I do, th- there's many examples that we can pick from. Like, for example, Nike. Mm-hmm. The lady that designed the logo for Nike got paid pretty much nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's one of the most iconic logos that there is now. So, I don't know, maybe, like, that's just an idea. I don't know how, how exactly it would work, but, like, maybe an agent would be able to overcome that yeah. for, for for the creatives in this industry. Something
0: like that, or you got to think of, like, a union. Like, like on a bad idea because I know recently the Ringer featuring Bill Simmons, they unionized. And they're sports writing. They're journalists. So that's a journalist union. So I think it'd be better for people, you know, like Sean, who are submitting these designs, these big companies who obviously have the money and the means to pay them very handsomely Mm -hmm. to, you know, set up like, hey, we deserve more than just what you're giving me. Mm
2: -hmm. No, for sure. Because
0: then that creates a monopoly on, I'm saying the companies are creating a monopoly on the graphic designers by just giving them whatever they feel like. They're not, so it should be on the point of the graphic designers to value their work because they're the ones who made it. Yeah. And and they know how big an impact it could have. Like like the guy who sold his idea to Mark Cuban for the Mavericks shirts.
2: And probably got nothing out of it. Like I I have a a professor who does have an agent. She does exclusively freelance work. And it seems to like benefit her very well. Shout out Emily. Absolutely, Um, there you go. It definitely benefits her she's in like tj maxx the christmas tree shop oh, you, so y'all might have seen like those... her stuff trailer joe's she does oh, like okay. cards and stuff like that shot glasses or not shot glasses like wine glasses what, She does
1: like hallmark
2: stuff kind of kind yeah of, yeah yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. but then you run into the problem where like you have all the designers on board with uh not getting taken advantage of but then you have the homegrown designers who are like 16 17 like we were back in yeah. the day where it's like we don't know better we we see mark cuban want in new jersey hell yeah, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's like it needs to start from the beginning of the educator. You need to teach these young kids right, to not hell get taken over. advantage of it. Right. Yeah, right. To, that, your work's worth it. Because yeah. you know I mean?
0: from the time we were there in that class, that really wasn't a point of, like, driven home. Yeah. At least f- from up until, you know, when I left. But because I remember we were just like, okay, well, now we're going to make this. And, that, and then when you get good at making that, don't teach you oh you know be careful for x because y will happen to you if Mm -hmm. this happens Mm -hmm. so and that's a good point you bring up with education like in these classes and when you take especially if you're going into high school for where it's right away freshman year or if you're going to college and you're studying it you know it has to be driven in pretty much day one that you know don't sell yourself short exactly know your worth that's the Mm -hmm. big thing in the creative industry
2: and that that was the problem in high school I, i when i got to college they were like you're worth it. You're your brand. Yeah. You gotta market yourself. You gotta do all this, and like they drove it heavily. But in high school, it was like you weren't yourself. You were just there to get the the work done,
1: mm-hmm. and then advance to, the, to the next point.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly.
0: It's
1: kind of like the proving grounds, almost.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: In a way, exactly. Because, like he said, you know, you don't really find yourself until you get older. Mm-hmm. As like senior year of high school, pretty much you know what you want to do. Yeah. Because you, you now, if you if if you do decide to go into college, you're like, well now I got to get dedicate my time to this.
1: I got another question for you. Going back to something that you said earlier, you said that if you do get hired by some of these big companies that are looking for a graphic designer, they sometime will give you a role overload, like they'll expect you to do graphic designing and automatically want you to code a website or stuff. For someone like me that doesn't really have too much knowledge on the industry, are those two skills something that, is automatically you have to know both or is it just
2: one is one, you can specialize with one and the other one for the same thing? Yeah, it's typically you specialize in graphic design or you specialize in web design. So I was in a portfolio class, which is like your capstone, your final class in college with all graphic designers. So the problem was I was the only one who could code. Oh, and that, okay. that came Let's to see. be because I studied graphic design in high school and mm-hmm. from there I wanted to expand my skills So I switched to interactive multimedia where I learned how to code, but it's very similar to graphic design still. So I, I kind of took my skills from high school and then learned some. So I feel bad for a lot of those kids who specialize in graphic design because they don't know how to code. So a lot of these jobs are looking for you to know, like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and they just don't know how to do it. And it's not necessarily their fault. Mm-hmm. It's these companies not wanting to hire a web designer and a graphic designer. Exactly.
1: Yep, yep, yep. They just won't want Cutting to corners, other. cutting corners. Exactly. And they probably won't provide you with the um, adequate training for it either. Oh, just I doubt like, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of like, here you go. This is your salary. This is what is expected.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, see, and that's, how, um, that's why Vogue schools are kind of important if they offer that, because I know a lot of Vogue schools don't even offer graphic communications. They just offer yeah. the construction aspects of everything. So if you can get that from an early age like that, it's good. But then it does come to college because like you said you knew pretty much everything going into like not everything but you had the, probably the best idea of it yeah. than any of any of the other kids in your class because you had already studied it mm-hmm. so that kind of leads me to ask you what was that like feeling when you first you know kind of went into studying it professionally in college because now you knew you can get a degree from it if you studied it for all you know, four years like you did so what was kind of that feeling as, like, that freshman? You know, were you like, oh, I already know this? Or like, oh, word, this is kind of going to come easy for me because I know
2: it? I think uh, the biggest problem was I was so full of myself in high school. I've really mellowed down and became very modest, I'd like to think. But in high school, I thought I was the best designer in the whole school and everything. I always got the all the, like, outsourced jobs and stuff like that. So it just made me full of myself. So when I got to college, I kind of had the same mentality and then this girl Brianna I remember um she was a sophomore at the time I was a freshman and I had my first design class up there and I saw her work and I was like shit I was like <laughs> I'm bad humbled I'm ba- yeah I got humbled I was like I'm bad at this shit yeah so it really made me say it really made me think like I got to keep my head down like grind like if I thought I was good back then I need to be, hustle to be, be good like thing. actually good right and like I'm not I'd I like to think I'm not full of myself anymore if you ask me I won't say I'm like that great a designer I think I'm good I know my stuff but like right. it's good to be humbled and always strive to learn new
3: things absolutely but absolutely. you
1: don't want to you don't you don't want to like overlook what you know either, yeah yeah or or, or or the quality of work that you put out there so it's it's okay to be a little confident in what you do especially if you know you're keeping the open mind that hey I'm I'm learning every day mm-hmm. h- how to get better so right. that's super dope man that's absolutely
0: and like you said, you know, college is a proving ground. Yeah. It's, like you wouldn't think it is, but it is because you go in there and you see somebody who is do- maybe have done it the same time as you, like the same amount of time, but it's still like kind of miles better than your work. And you're oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh
2: shit. No. And, and nothing nothing uh, messes you up than your first like college critique. Yeah. You know, we never had critiques in high school. No, it was always you know?
0: just if it's done, it's graded, that's it. Exactly. Cuz like and like the difference is a grade and a critique are way two different oh, things yeah. because they'll give you like let's say you put a pastel on a door. Mm-hmm. They'll give you an A and be yeah. like cool, you're done. Exactly, that's it. You didn't learn anything. If if you did that in college, they would have been like, "Well, this letter's tilted, this you know, yeah. it's not Fix accurate. the current and like fix exactly. that.
2: Fix the tracking between the A and the V and it's like, oh my God. Exactly. Like, I didn't know it goes
0: back to <laughs> the education where it starts early. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just grade people's stuff from what they do. You gotta be honest with them. Yeah. Because if they grow if they grow into knowing, oh, well, I always did this right. And then all of a sudden they get to a certain point in college where they're like, oh no, actually it's wrong. Yeah. Then yeah. they're looking at themselves like, well, why did I just spend four years on that? Yeah, yeah.
1: You know? But may- maybe like, the program that you guys were in in high school or like many high schools like i didn't go to a vocational school but most time it was just meeting the deadline mm-hmm. you know meeting the deadline doing this amount of work yeah. before then so i think like probably that's what they were trying to instill in you guys from
0: what i remembered it was a lot of like t-shirts i remember a lot of t-shirts like yeah i remember that a lot of like programs too yeah like I, remember the, I remember the um the business cards yeah that was another yeah. thing so it was it was on that Custom ink type of idea. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Where, you, like, a company, like, we had to design shirts for all the shops in the school pretty much and print them out and give them to them. So it was kind of like that. So, like, if you messed up on a shirt, it really wasn't that big of a deal because there were so many others that you can do and then it just goes to the school. It's not like you're selling it to a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, there's no risk involved pretty much. Yeah, yeah. There's,
0: yeah pretty much the only risk you run is failing. Yeah. And these yeah.
2: companies that are coming outside of the school, they know high schoolers are doing it. They Exactly. They got they're low standards.
0: Dumb, you know, they know they're ordering from a vocational high school. Exactly. You know, they, they know they're going to get not the bare minimum, but probably not the Not great the quality. Idea.
2: But I got to say, I'm not going yeah, to get too into it, but we had some shit shop teachers too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Shout out probably. to Mr. Young. That man's a great yeah. man, but we had some shit shop teachers. Yeah. And I look back. And I don't know how the fuck I learned anything about design back then. It's all thanks to college. Yeah. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: Because, you know, that's part of the reason why I left the Vogue. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, what do I, I was like, the vote kind of made me think what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I wanted to get, I, I thought freshman year I wanted to do graphic design. Because I was in that shop, I had a good time in there. So I was like, that's it. But then, you know, I'm, I lean in and like, well, now I want to do like that office tech class. Mm-hmm. They didn't let me switch for some reason. I don't know why. I was like, yeah. I want to switch. They didn't. That's another the problem I have with that school. <laughs> the <laughs> counselors and like that. I forget what you call the name of the, it. Um, the, like the, the, not the principal. The deans. Like the deans. The, like the, the, deans. Dean, the okay. lower dean. The head like, of the department. Exactly. Type. Yeah. That okay. type of thing. That school had a lot of
2: problems. <laughs> a lot of problems.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> I Because that's the thing. Like early on, if you got to pick something. Because you go through the trial and error run the whole year. You exactly. go through almost every shot mm-hmm. if you're a freshman. And then you pick, and then you're
1: there for the next three
0: years. You're like
2: 13, too. Yeah. When That's you make exactly this decision. There's so many. <laughs> there was so many that You're designed like almost your life at 13. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It's it's not too conducive of growth. Because like if we're picturing, it, if we're looking at the message that that sends, it's pretty much like... You make this decision now, and you got to stick through it no matter what. What if, like, you decide, like, you know, it was just, like, an initial curiosity. I, I don't really... I'm exactly. not really passionate about this. Yeah.
0: You know, like you, you should, you you should be
2: given it. options. Yeah. No, seriously.
0: Yeah, because I wanted to stay at the Vogue, but I was just like, I'm not kind of feeling graphics anymore, and they just wanted me to switch, so I'm like, well, I'll just go to this other high school, but... You look at it now. You're in college, and now mm-hmm. you're like, okay, now I know what I want to do because now that's this whole thing that's centered around my degree. I'm taking every class for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I feel like is that same experience because you got to college and you're like, wow, now I can really focus because now I'll have you know my own room, my own free time. I can do this and that. I don't have deadlines pretty much. So that's it. So that's the thing about edu- kind of reforming that ed- area of education. Especially in vogue schools. You know, you got to make sure these kids know their work's good. Yeah.
2: Exactly, yeah. You know,
0: because especially stuff like this, like if no one's critiquing, say that, how do I know it's good? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if it's like, even if they're my friends and they're like, I tell my friends, like, be honest, what don't you, because there's exactly. got to be something mm-hmm. someone yeah. doesn't like about it. No, this. for real. And that's the same mentality with whatever you do in the arts from wherever you start it and to wherever you take yeah. You know, it's I, just I,
1: I think I have like a theory about that, about criticism and uh, feedback. I feel like if and maybe that's just overthinking as well. But if everybody you're asking feedback for on a specific project, whatever it is, and everybody just says a plus, for example, you're asking the wrong people. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. Exactly. You're asking the wrong people. They're biased. They like you. Uh, they know you, you know.
0: Like I said, it starts in high school. If you mm-hmm. your high school, obviously, obviously, there's not a lot of Vogue high schools around yeah. the area. And I don't even think a lot of the Vogue ho- high schools offer graphics either.
2: I don't think so. And, yeah. like, a lot of them will have them combined with, like, DV. And, like, they'll, they'll be, like, slightly different and stuff like yeah. that. Isn't it's,
0: that ended up what happening? It
2: did, the... but it didn't affect, like, our grade. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we okay. stay in graphics, but, like... A lot of, a lot of shit happened after you left, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> it was, I was reading of. it
0: up. I was like, dude.
2: Yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> so you went to uh, Salem State.
2: Mm-hmm. You graduated with a uh, graphic design degree. I graduated with a Bachelor's of Art, specifically in interactive multimedia, but interactive it multimedia. does um, stem from graphic design. Yeah. Got
1: it. Got it. And so, so is that considered like a specialization within graphic designing or is
2: it like its own different thing? Interactive multimedia is like a specialization in design, graphic design. If you had a Venn diagram, they'd they'd meet in the middle with a lot of similarities, but like graphic design doesn't really focus as heavily on websites and apps Mm -hmm. and graphic design doesn't code. I mean, and that's not to say there isn't graphic designers who do code because there definitely is, but uh, the curriculum there, it's changing now. But at the time, it was that graphic design majors didn't learn how to code. And I'm very happy to hear that they are changing it so they are going to learn how to code.
0: So you said that graphic design really doesn't focus on websites or apps. When you were there, what did it really, like, focus
2: on? So they focus on mostly on print stuff, but yeah. also, like, digital stuff.
1: Like still still images kind yeah. of thing? Yeah.
2: Okay. There are a few who do focus on a- animation, a, l- a few students who do focus on animation. but th- And that's not to say that some graphic design majors didn't know how to do um, web design, like how to design websites and apps, but a lot of them focus on print design like packages design posters and stuff like that
0: because you obviously think about where it would focus on what it does focus on because there's just so many tools about it, especially in an ever-changing world like this so that's good to know that it's it's separate things because mm-hmm. when someone's like oh you know you're in graphic design do you design websites you're like no that's a different thing
2: yeah a, there like, there's a bunch of different offshoots from um graphic design, like web design, UI design, UX design, interactive design, product design. Wow. It's like, it's insane. So it's hard to pick like a title for yourself. Sort of. So yep, yep, yep. Exactly. one day I could be a graphic designer, the other day I could be a web designer, a UX designer, like, so it yeah. can be tough. So you know?
0: it, it's an ever changing like mantra pretty much. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's kind of, it's almost kind of like marketing, like marketing a lot of people, for example, like to use the example with web design, when people think web, uh, uh, sorry, graphic design, a lot of people thinks is uh, it's a conglomerate of all these things that you automatically know because you studied graphic design with marketing. People, the first thing they think of is advertising, you know. And what they what they don't know is that advertising is just like a very small part of what makes marketing marketing. So the same kind of is applied to graphic designing. So in terms of like interactive multimedia, is kind of is it kind of like
2: graphics that interact
1: with with the user? Yeah,
2: yep. Pretty much just whatever the user will interact with. Okay. We're designed that. That's cool, man. Oh,
0: so is, it's like something they would click on? Mm-hmm. Yep. Think oh, like, okay. Think like apps okay. you
2: click on, you interact with it, yeah. websites you interact and click on, but okay. like a poster, that's not, you, you just look at you it. So look. it's not, yep, exactly. See, there
0: you go. That's it. that's yep. a good way of explaining it 100%. Yep. 100%. So with that being said, and obviously the industry is very big, I know I asked you a question about the industry. What do you yourself? would like to change in your industry? Like one thing that needs changing that you feel like you could do or like lead the way almost yourself?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't know if I could do no, this. No pressure. I don't, I don't know it, if I could, yeah. Rome, Obviously
0: Rome wasn't built in a day. That's no, to yeah. exactly. Um, Not trying to put all the, pr- but like one thing kind of like, you know, there's a coordinated team effort that like there, to change this or. An area that needs change that you could see maybe this could start it and then it leads to that.
2: I don't know if there, I could be the leader because there's a few people uh, more famous than me, such as Kel Lauren, who's a graphic designer I follow on YouTube, who's trying to lead the way. But Adobe fucking over graphic designers by charging like fifty dollars a month to subscribe to it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so you're spending six hundred dollars a year to use your programs, and that's before you're even making money. Exactly. A lot of people have problems with that. I think the student plan is like $30 a month, which is still a lot. So,
0: But then that'll expire once you graduate, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yep. you're not a student anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. So I wish we could go back. Back in the day, you could just buy the programs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would much rather buy the programs. I don't really care for an update. I'm not getting much new for an update. You know yeah, what I mean? That's,
1: that's what I wanted to ask you, too, because I know that the way that these a lot of these companies, like Adobe, is staying in business is because they switch their model to a subscription-based mm-hmm. model. So... Um, obviously, that brings in cash flow for them and stuff like that. But are you really getting a lot of benefits for paying that membership, or is it just using the base product? Because the- you
0: think with a subscription, that comes with benefits. You know, it's like obviously you can use the product, but like with Disney Plus, for for an example, because that's just a subscription type yeah. thing. You get these shows put, so, which are X. So then you'll also, but you'll also get Y. Like mm-hmm. you'll maybe you'll maybe you'll get access to an, an episode early or yeah. a movie early. yeah So is Adobe just kind of just like, oh, subscribe and use the system or do they actually offer like a benefit?
2: They do offer some benefits such as Adobe Fonts, which is just a whole library of fonts that are licensed to you to use because back in the that's day great. we'd go on font.com oh, and steal it. everything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That was that was it. So that's heavily illegal for the most part. Yeah. So through Adobe Fonts, you're doing nothing illegal because it's all licensed. You have approval ah, for that. Okay. Um, they also have the cloud, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with like the Apple cloud and everything. Yeah, so it's the same stuff. idea. Okay. I don't use the cloud. I like storing stuff on my own stuff.
0: Well, there's a high risk for hacking in a cloud. Exactly, for there's like that, yeah. And
2: so, but I do use Adobe Fonts. I typically use Google Fonts for my fonts just because when I'm coding, that's an easier way to import fonts.
1: So in essence, Adobe wants you to subscribe to their uh, subscription-based program, so you can avoid lawyers coming knocking at your door.
2: In a way, <laughs> that, that's one. Yeah, they're probably looking at us. Hey, we're helping you not steal fonts. Got you. I'm looking at us. Hey, we're stealing your money. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. because
0: Either way, it's like, word. Like, how much trouble would you really get if you went onto the font back in the day for like three fonts? Exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. no one ever abused it because it was always just set. But exactly. But speaking of the font, that's just another way because people designed that. And mm-hmm. You can just take it. That's it. Yeah,
2: and fonts are wicked expensive. Helvetica expensive. is like a thousand dollars. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like Helvetica is what you see on the MBTA, mm-hmm. um, the New York subway too. Like Helvetica is everywhere, and that font costs people like a thousand dollars to buy.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: Like just to have better. the rights to use it. Yep.
0: To license wow. it. Wow. Because I'd imagine how many times you see it on the street it'll bring up the value even more oh yeah and oh yeah and that's actually cool you mentioned because i didn't i didn't even know that like how you look at the mbta or the and you just see oh it looks like
1: regular yeah times new Roman.
0: oh <laughs> so like, no. that's what i'm saying he, the eye, bro, to the naked bro yeah.
2: helvetica is like one of the most like beloved fonts got it helvetica is a really nice font but yeah it's crazy because everywhere you look is just like design you can't avoid design in your regular life no. you know i mean the staples logo right there like they just changed that actually like a couple months ago i don't right. know if y'all remember yeah But everything, everything's designed. Everything was designed by someone, you know?
1: Right, even like a building.
2: Yeah. Like that type of shit. It's it's just
1: the the power of, and and the influence that symbolism has on on us every day. So now I really gotta know,
0: are you good at like calling out fonts if you see them on like the street? (laughs) (laughs) Just because that like, just because it's so cool that like, they just knew like, oh yeah, that's Helvecchia, so I don't know. Um... (laughs)
2: I can get close maybe it depends it depends I can I can probably get close depending on the the font a rough estimate
3: yeah (laughs) I can I can name you a few fonts that might be you know what I mean
0: so that's another thing with fonts you said Adobe lets you use them if they didn't let you use them and you didn't want to legally download it does the average font cost a thousand or is it just like
2: no like you could buy Helvetica bold for like 70 dollars okay but you just have Helvetica bold yeah okay but that's just sticking on Helvetica we can like I've bought fonts from, like, just people off Reddit who just designed them for, like, $10. Okay. You can buy – there's places to legally buy fonts. There's websites. Like, I buy mock-ups a lot of times, which is you just put your design, like, a phone, for example, so it looks legit. And those same websites sell, like, fonts. And they can be pretty cheap. You can get them for under $100 for sure. Okay. But Good. it's as much as I get annoyed by Adobe, Adobe fonts is a nice benefit. I also took all the fonts from my high school and college. When I graduate, I just save them all to my hard drive. Oh, okay. So, that's I mean, hard. I, I got That a good move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's just your own stuff. Yeah, I think I got, like, three gigabytes of fonts. Yeah.
0: Wow. Which is that's very good to have, honestly. Yeah. So, now that we covered his career, I've been talking to him for a few months. <laughs> we got to start about UFC. Uh-oh. Which oh, yeah. is this time.
1: You already know, so, exactly. man. I, I that missed sports that moment. Sound. That's sports <laughs> moment. Exactly. So.
0: Khabib just retired. Yes, that's it. He's the, which he should rightfully so because honestly, all that was left for him was GSP, and that's not happening because his whole dad thing.
1: What dad if he went him. up on weight? Is he too small? I, no, yeah.
2: he, I, I don't think he. He's big. He's a big for his division. That's what I'm division. saying. Like, he's like big I, for I, his I think like
1: he. But you know, I do see the emotional side because I saw the, why I saw he saw the kind fight. Of, yeah, yeah,
2: and he. He fell on the
1: floor. He cried, but it's a big loss. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wish he would have went up in weight or something. Well, he, he'd
2: I, have to go up to fight George St. Pierre for yeah. sure. George could not get down to 155 at God, this no, age. No, no. GSP is
1: the bigger guy, naturally, right?
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And because I was just watching that fight with Gaethje, and with the times Gaethje got hits on him, it didn't affect him. Yeah. I, just, I think
2: I think a lot of people underestimate Habib's chin. He's never been dropped. He's never no, been knocked mm-hmm, out. His no. chin is like perfect it's, you know what i mean it's stone it's, exactly it's
0: just weird because you hear the shots too and like yeah khabib kind of got staggered but not really
2: he eats it and the problem is he like i think he makes you think he got staggered because when he when he throws combos he like puts his head down yeah and like swings like that so <laughs> yeah. it looks like he's like injured but like he's just throwing bombs yeah no,
0: he throws bombs because if, if he's not going to throw bombs he's going to wrestle you to the ground and take you out like he did yeah with everyone everyone, (laughs) literally everyone because he's wrestling bears
2: he holds the record for most takedowns (laughs) in a fight I know it's it's crazy you know I think
1: one of the prowesses of Khabib is just his pressure Mm -hmm. you know somebody I compare him to is like uh, is it Nate Ferguson? His name, Tony C- Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, because he's like constantly moving forward. You can hit him with a brick, yeah. And he's gonna keep moving forward. I feel like the same. The fight Khabib. that never happened. See? Oh, oh no. would have oh. been crazy. That it, it's just like
0: you can't say it's nothing else but cursed because it, it is. It it had, it, oh, it had to happen five times. They mm. tried and it to still happen. hasn't happened. It it was all set to happen <laughs> this year. Yep. they were both injury free. Everything was good. Pandemic.
2: Mm-hmm. And that was before Fight Island, even. Exactly. So they couldn't even... they couldn't even do it there. Yeah. And by
0: that time, Ferguson still wanted to go, so they just threw him Gaethje and they ended up losing. Yeah. Him. He Could... held his own, though. Oh, he did. Huh? Yeah, he, that was a good fight. But if He's he a beast, did... man. He got heart. If Tony Yo, Ferguson yeah. got did win, heart, man. Yeah. it would have been versus Khabib. So now that Khabib's gone, where does he rank all-time for you? Which brings me to this. I guess I, off that, I kind of want to ask you top five fighters of all time.
1: Top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top
2: five, top five. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I think this is fun- It's funny that you co- compared Habib to Tony Ferguson. This has to do with uh, my top five because I've been thinking a lot recently. I've I've been comparing Habib to to LeBron James, right? Because they compare Habib fast. a lot to George St Pierre. They can be compare LeBron to Jordan a lot. Mm-hmm. And the biggest problem is the, the title defenses. LeBron only has, what, four titles now? He's got yep. four now, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, LeBron's lost this many times, blah, blah, blah. Khabib only has four title, title defenses. defenses. Yeah. Three, but he also won one belt. So it's a lot of, like, yeah, he might not have the titles to, to compare, but, like, are we only basing on titles? Yeah. Or, like, the, the double champ stuff, are we only basing on you won one fight at a heavier weight? So it's like you got to look deeper into this. Like, I'm looking at how Habib's won his fights. Right. Yeah. Habib has finished people like brutally. That's it. Like, yeah. submitted.
0: Not that- not even mm-hmm. knocked out, submitted. Exactly. Like, I'd argue that's worse. Like, another man choking you out. Yeah. Like, I get because fighting, you're on your toes and you're throwing everything you got. But this man legit...
2: Just he just has you wrapped has up. has you. He's like yeah. It's, it's, it's like just, a tarantula almost. When they grab like their anaconda and just wraps yep. you, and that's it. You know, yeah. I,
1: I jumped into the uh, Khabib train a little late. Like, mm-hmm. the first time I was introduced to him was when he fought McGregor. Okay, yep. And I went in there thinking, you know, McGregor's the bigger name. I'm seeing the highlights of Khabib. I'm all like, yeah, this guy's nice. He might have a, a chance because of how he fights. But McGregor's nice. You know, that was my mm-hmm. idea. Hell it's of a striker. Connor. He's it's a hell Connor. of a striker. You know, you
0: know what I'm saying? It's the biggest name they've had in a
1: long time. Yeah. But when I saw what he did to
2: him, yeah. I was
1: like, yo, this guy's the truth.
2: No, yeah, He made he made Conor McGregor look like an amateur almost. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that's no disrespect to Conor McGregor. He but... caught him
1: nice Kaveed. standing up, yep. staggered him, and then... That was it. Submitted
0: yeah. Just finished it. it.
2: Yeah.
1: So, keep going in your top five
0: because I know so, we got a little off track, but I like that yeah. comparison there.
2: So... I'd honestly, as much as I did all the title thing, I'd have to put Habib at two okay, behind okay. George St. Pierre. Okay, I think, he's George, the GOAT. I think he's the GOAT. I think as of now, if Habib comes back and beats him, Habib's the GOAT, the GOAT. no question. Yeah. I don't, George is still young. He's 39. You know what I mean? George has two losses, more fights though, moved up a weight class, way more title defenses, and he avenged both his losses. So I value that as almost... Not losing exactly, mm-hmm. it, it, it almost cancels out your losses yeah, when you avenge them. Exactly, because I'm
0: sure, and he wanted the rematch. You yeah, know what I'm saying he was like, I'm not going out like that.
2: Uh, and my only my only problem with George, I love him as a fighter. A lot of his fights are like by decision. He won a, He just couldn't finish them. Yeah. So that's tough, but I just think he he's the goat. But I think Habib's very close behind. With a lot of people say Habib's fought, like beat Scrubs, but he beat Gaethje, he beat McGregor, he beat Poirier. Poirier. He beat, um... They're not scrubs. No, because Michael doesn't, Johnson, yeah, doesn't Edson Barboza. Strubs. Exactly. He's fought big and he names. Beat,
1: and he beat Johnson when Johnson was, like, yeah. killing
2: everybody. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But he almost broke Johnson's arm. And
0: that's yeah. the
1: thing with, like... We were talking
0: about this, about errors. But, like, your division. If you're the best in your division and no one's beating you, whose fault is that? Not yeah. yours. It's and the, just that you're so much better than everybody. The yeah. current
2: lightweight division in the UFC is probably the best division ever right. in the history of the UFC. Yeah. There's it's entertaining right the now. The top five could all be champions.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And someone's got—I think McGregor, McGregor will probably get into the title fight, you think, right?
2: They'll probably—as much as I don't want it to happen, they'll probably make Poirier McGregor the title fight. Ah, oh, yeah. I and think, then the
0: winner would face Gaethje, I assume, right? Something like that? I don't
2: know, because what I want is them to do Gaethje versus Poirier, because they're the two former okay. interim champs. Yep so mm-hmm. it makes the most sense right. poirier's beat gaethje it's an exciting fight then ferguson could fight michael chandler whenever that could be the number one contender for the next match personally kind of hot take i don't even want to see mcgregor in the picture okay he just wants to box he just wants to do him he's never defend his belt mm-hmm. right. i think he's done a lot of good things for the sport but yeah. you gotta let the sport move right he's just gonna hold up the division right. one of the best divisions
1: I think that the reason why they might go with him as much as, you know, you you stated that there would be a better fight otherwise is just because of the the money he's going to bring in. Oh, absolutely. He's a household name. You put McGregor on anything and you know a whole country's coming.
0: Because the rumor for him and Poirier was it was just going to be for charity. Yeah. I'm like, why would Dana White ever fumble that?
2: Exactly. So then they took it aboard, to which oh, I think 100%. is a little messed up that they're like, "Hey, we're taking away from the charity."
3: Well, yeah, because
0: <laughs> the minute because Conor McGregor announced it as a charity, and the minute anyone saw that, it was like, "Oh, hell no!" Like, yeah, you know, so because that's what that's a good thing that UFC fighters do is they kind of sucker Dana in mm-hmm. to giving them what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, is undoubtedly a good move.
2: Yeah. So you said um, I've I've ga- uh, GSP, GSP and then Habib. Who else? Number three is. I'm going to include some steroid people on here.
3: If it's bones, I'm for it. It's That's John Jones, guy. of course. Got yes.
2: Of them. You got to. You. Yeah. A- you put them over Israel? i wouldn't even put israel in my top five yeah. wow yeah top, but yeah the i wouldn't put him well, in my top I like, five i like john jones man i think oh. israel can be pretty one-sided can't wrestle yeah
0: oh no we hundred, but he can't that's you the know? Thing. that's why i was a little nervous in the cost of y'all romero should have taken him down yeah. that's the fight that he should have lost I was so upset. that was so I was awful.
2: so ready for that dude fight. and then before that you had you want a young jank check first uh zhang was
0: fight a, of the year war. yeah <laughs> Joanna's head was out to here.
3: It yeah. started flat yeah, and then that was just, nasty. It was yeah. That was yeah, nasty. That was crazy. She was um, growing a head on her fourth. On her <laughs> forehead. No, for real, for like real. it was it was it was just frightening. Yeah. That was a
2: disappointing fall up the, the Romero yeah. uh, Sanya. but yeah, John Jones at number 3. Pop for steroids, a couple of times, but dude, he yeah. beat you, you, killers.
1: You, you, you can't argue his work though. No, he's I was reading all, no. his
0: Wikipedia and like, I, after like, everything that happened on your PDs, drunk mm. driving, like that, I, you go to a record and look at who he's beat. It's like,
2: damn, yeah, he beat Rampage Jackson, Leota Machida. I think he beat Chael Sonnen, yeah, beat DC did. twice. Beat all these, loms. the
1: second fight, DC put up a hell of a fight, yeah, and I yeah. was impressed. Yeah, I was, I was too, impressed. DC's a wrestler, yeah, mm. like the first. Two that rounds. height, that reach advantage exactly. too. The first two rounds, I was like, man, this is a toss up. Mm-hmm. I lo- I love John Jones, but it look it looks like, cause what DC did in that second fight is, John Jones is really good at measuring the distance. Yep. And when he has the distance locked into his opponent, he's unpredictable because mm-hmm. he right. can kick you, he can take you down, a punch. So DC neutralized that
2: for him, and yeah. that's what
1: made it such an interesting fight.
2: That's why I like that you said he's unpredictable because. Bruce Buffer always introduces him as a looksy do fighter, which Mm -hmm. I think is perfect. He he just sees what's happening and he fucking does what's on his mind. (laughs) Absolutely. Exactly. Um he's being some killers though, and he's he's the youngest champ ever. Right. So look him he's coming back. Yeah. 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 He's coming back. uh, He's coming back at heavyweight, isn't he? Yeah. I wanna see him fight if it's heavyweight, I wanna see him fight Overeem, but yeah, man, I really want to see him fight Adesanya. Oh, bad! Like, that's
1: there's a there's money. That is money. That's a money fight. That's and a, they've been going back and forth. Like, yeah, they, that's for a, a while. Fight. That's a fight. That's a fight. i that that's,
2: like if I could pick a fight to see, I'd struggle to pick Habib and GSP or Adesanya Jones because yeah. they're, it's the they're same both amazing. Thing. It's
0: just because with Adesanya Jones, there'd be no wrestling. No, they'd just be fighting. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so one someone's getting knocked out. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like Israel. Like and with his style, uh, what his fighting style? Sorry, he pays homage almost to to John Jones because like a lot of his like moves s- are kind of inspired. I feel like indirectly because yeah, he's zone. a striker. He, yeah, he, he'll, he's a measure. He's not gonna like rush that like in heel his... kick yeah. that he did against um Costa. Uh, Costa so so
2: oh, many times. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's a John. Jones it's reminiscent signature. of like young John Jones yeah. for sure. As much as Adesanya would hate it, it is kind of reminiscent of him. Yeah,
0: for sure. Because I forget who Jones faced last year, but I remember the result of the fight being the guy's, both he tore both ACLs.
2: And oh, that's leg. Tiago Santos. Right. He, he tore, tore everything, in, everything his in his leg. His ACL, MCL. A- everything. Like, his
0: whole leg turned was gone the because yeah. they kept doing leg kicks so much. And more importantly, Jones kept... And at at like by the end of the fight, his both of his legs were red. He
1: was hobbling.
0: It was just a yeah. mess. You have yo, to follow sense. Yeah. Yo
1: yo, coming from a person who has torn his ACL twice, right? Mm. Like I just remember seeing the Costa fight, man. And every time he landed one of those kicks, I felt it. Man. Oh yeah. So I can only yep. I can only imagine That's what he I'm tore at every ligament in his knees both Because I'm because mm. I'm assuming you tore it off like maybe some like basketball, yeah.
0: basketball. Yeah. This guy tore it because he kept fight. getting kicked. And then oh, he kept fighting. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he kept man. Fighting. Uh, um, mess.
2: So, number four, I was gonna say, back going to say, I got to <laughs> finish. We got a good combo so, about this, but let him finish. A lot of good tangents. Um, number four, one of my favorites. He was one of the first UFC fights I ever watched, Anderson Silva. Oh, oh the oh, slider. Yeah. Saturday. Sat- yep, tomorrow, it's Halloween night. night. I can't Anderson wait. Silva. I it's can't wait, fight. dude. You think uh, he's
1: washed at this point?
2: I think there's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a chance. I think there's a big chance he loses. But I hope he wins. I really want to see him win. He's he's so talented.
1: He's one of the best fighters
0: ever. If yeah. we get a
2: focused Silva, there's a
1: very oh, big chance. Yeah. But if we get a cocky Silva.
2: With his arms down. <laughs> yeah. I love his arms down. Fighting with your arms down is amazing. Because As... that's like mad disrespect yeah. to your
1: yeah. opponent.
0: Because you're like, oh, you're. I'm, like no, I'm not yeah. worried.
2: I'm not worried. I was watching him fight Forrest Griffin the other day. And Forrest Griffin was just coming at him. And Silva had his arms down and just popped him yeah. and knocked him out. It was. That's it. It was insane. It's um, a
0: real pick your moment, you know exactly. Yeah, down,
2: that's
1: the he's like thing. a counter striker,
0: right? right. Yeah,
2: yep. Yeah, he yeah. loves being against the cage. Mm-hmm. He loves having his back to the cage. Yeah. And then number five is a really tough one. I've, I was thinking about this on the train ride here because I, I could easily pick four, but number five, I think I'm kind of settled on on Daniel Cormier. Okay. He, he's like he's lost to Stipe. He's lost to John Jones, but like to lose to Stipe and John Jones.
1: That's goals. not yeah, yeah. That's
2: not something to be upset about. No. I mean, you know
1: what I mean,
0: and each time versus Stepe was a, it was a fight. It was yeah. an amazing fight. Yeah,
2: he lost by decision the last time. Yeah. so it's like I thought it was a pretty clear decision. But you know, it's nothing to be upset about. You, no. you lost the straight. He went on, on top. Killer. Yeah, going on, on top. And he, he did beat Stepe. He bought he beat Anderson Silva. I'm pretty sure he beat Gustafsson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two Wonder. division champ defended both belts. Yeah. yeah.
0: And if not... It's an um, easy case to make Cormier the... 1,000%. Never pop for steroids, too. Exactly. exactly. That's All what natural. I am All
1: if, if, if it's not uh, based on his skill alone, like, he was an exemplary champion. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. an exemplary champion. Because, yeah.
0: like, yeah, he's a wrestler, but even when
1: he faced Stipe, you
0: saw those striking... Oh, He, can, he knocked him out. Yeah. He knocked, yeah. Out, he knocked
1: he Stipe can out. Can scrap. He
0: can scrap. Oh, for real. For that's real. What I'm saying. So, like, Big but, boy yeah. can fight. And okay. <laughs> yeah, now he's done... Uh, that's the other thing I got to say that i didn't like about ufc is that they did that not on even fight island but they did it with like no fans like i like yeah. i appreciate the ufc we're getting this year but i just like imagine this was fans like
2: khabib, oh, oh and,
0: khabib and Cormier went out with no fans
2: it's, yeah and you know? henry cejudo exactly henry cejudo and, too. Yeah, you're right you're right i completely you know? forgot about that yeah and that was earlier this year we lost three huge people yeah dominic cruz might be done for for good yeah. um I'm surprised Joe Zayalda that was still fine. Anderson Silva can't forget about Anderson probably Silva. Gone, yeah, probably gonna be gone soon. So I was I was watching video uh, on Instagram yesterday. A video of his son. His son's a kickboxer. Man,
1: he's yeah. a trash how old talker. Who's his son?
2: Anderson Silva's son? Yeah. I don't know. I don't he's know. Nice, but he's, he's nice though. He's nice. He, you seen him?
1: Yeah. Like I've seen shit. a couple a couple of his highlights. And one thing I would say, he got daddy's confidence. So is he like in our age range? You think, or is he like a little um, older? He he's probably or younger, 21ish, 22ish. Yes, based on the it. looks, but he's tall, just like his dad. He can kick. He's he's a counter. He's 20. He's 20. It's 20. 20. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, watch him fight, man. He's entertaining. He's entertaining.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's to say the least. And I'd, I'd d- love to see him. In and I
3: imagine
0: he's already being scouted.
2: Oh yeah.
3: yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So I gotta give one more of your thoughts on this because I love this guy. Kamza Jemaev. Oh, man. The new freaking Russian heavyweight. (laughs) It might be Zabit. It might be. Um, Yo, we were talking about Zabit. I was going to say, I want it to be Zabit so bad. I love that dude. I want him because he's he's literally Khabib. Yeah. He's from Dagestan. He trained with Khabib. Every time he was on, he was supposed to be on that card. Yeah, I he forget was. what yeah. happened. One, his guy backed out. He's,
2: he's supposed to fight Yara Rodriguez That's three times.
0: And he's, Rodriguez is backed out. He's every like time. scared. Yeah. I,
2: here's my. All right. I'm going to make a quick Zabit prediction it, and then I'll go on Hamza Chimayev. I think Zabit is going to win one more fight, then fight Volkanovsky for the belt. He's going to lose the title fight and then move up to lightweight. And then we're going to see that. I like Khabib? that. Zabit. No, Zabit. Oh, okay. Zabit, oh, okay. Zabit. Zabit, oh, okay. Zabit Magomed Sharipov. Okay. He's this Russian dude. He's.
0: Literally from the same town. as could be mm. every looks like him, um, you know, hair chin. <laughs> super lanky, super yeah. skinny oh, for his weight. Oh, he's legs. really skinny. Which he is he should crazy. move up. Yeah, so that's
2: my up. prediction. I don't know if that'll happen, 100%. but I'd like that. But yeah,
0: there's kind of like a Russian Renaissance, I'd say, in the UFC oh, with yeah. his fighters, just because now out Chimaev, who has finished everyone in like in his seconds. past three
2: fights, he's gone hit twice combined.
0: Yeah, and they've lasted. 15 seconds each. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. And now
2: he's fighting Leon Edwards. Big. I think... Big. Huge fight for Hamzat. Terrible idea for Leon Edwards. You lose it an unranked guy. I think Hamzat should be ranked. I think he should be in the top 15 by now. Yeah. I don't think that's the fight to make because... How do you sanction that fight? A uh, uh, unranked guy find the number three guy. Right. It's just
1: the number three guy has everything to lose. Exactly. If, exactly. if he wins, okay, you beat an unranked guy.
3: If That's, he loses, you lost <laughs> to an unranked. Guy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know. So. And then hit, and then Leon Edwards would drop even more. And yeah.
2: then, but then it's like, if Hamza beats Leon Edwards, does he really deserve a title fight? Which sure. I don't think so.
0: I said that. I thought that too. I think he needs more fights under his belt, mm-hmm. and he needs to beat more names to get. Yeah, a title Yeah, like fight. two
2: more. Put him against like. Jorge Masvidal, put him talking against about. Like,
0: he was talking shit scrapper. to Darren Till.
2: Darren Till, perfect. That was perfect say, that's person, a Perfect person, yeah.
0: That's a great fight because what I think they want to do with Masvidal, as you mentioned that, I think I don't want to see him versus Nate Diaz again. By the
2: way. No, yeah. That's
0: it. He beat him once, he cracked him, that's it. Mm-hmm. Nate doesn't even deserve the rematch. I like versus Colby. Yeah. Because then you can do either Colby and Usman 2 or Masvidal and Usman 2, and then the winner of that.
2: I think, I think Colby would work. Masvidal.
0: that's what people are saying i just don't like you I hate, him. I, I, hate I hate him i hate him yeah but
2: he's his fight against uzman was amazing he's yeah. skilled that was bro. a great fight yeah
0: i gotta get the devil's credit on that but i just can't i can't bro. support him i can't like, <laughs> no just so in your face about everything yeah it's like, oh, dude relax
1: that's I, what i'm kind of getting the vibe with israel like i like israel but i just feel like he needs to tone it down a he's bit. A, yeah
0: he's he's an anime character come to life exactly it's crazy He's like, like
2: he's like if uh, like a, a seventeen year year old version of us. Right. Was like hundred percent.
0: Like because like he's like before Mayweather the match. Almost. He's writing in the death note. I thought that was sick. I thought, I thought that thought was that awesome. Was sick. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's like he's hump he humped Costa like yeah. twice. Yeah. Seven. That was. I thought that was. That's that's wow. ultimate. And dispense. then he says <laughs> yeah, and then. Yeah. And then he said he clumbed all over him. Yeah. I'm like, guy. Like, Like, come on. You beat him. You're the champion. You got. Chill out. Chill out. You beat him.
2: You 100% beat him. There wasn't even a challenge either. I can't believe Which I can't believe.
0: I was like, wow. I was shocked. You know what?
1: I think that's just like adding to the show business. At the end of the day, he's an entertainer. 100%.
0: 100 He's an entertainer. Yeah because like what's well,
2: the same stuff McGregor does. Yeah. yeah. You know
0: what I mean? It's just just really really extreme. Yeah. <laughs> the city he yeah. says. Exactly.
1: I saw like this video where they were zooming into his fight with Khabib and they would have subtitles and stuff. Oh yeah. Of, and 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 Connor would be like, "Yo, I'm sorry. It, it, it was
2: just business." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Nah, let's
1: talk now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's talk Khabib,
2: now. apparently from like the interviews I've watched with like Herb Dean and like Big John, Habib loves to talk during fights like he was doing that to McGregor. He, and then against Michael Johnson, when he had Michael Johnson the like, Camara, oh, yeah. he was like, that. please tap, Mike. Like, yeah. I deserve you know, this. Yeah, he's like, I deserve this. Like, you know I deserve this. Like, please tap. Which, up. I mean, he, showed, he, he needs to tap. He's going to snap his yeah, arm. Yeah. Right, oh, 100%. Right,
0: right. So quick before we get out of here, Mike, you want to do a shout-out? Got a shout-out? Who are you going to shout-out?
1: Let me see. Let me see. I want to uh... – I want to shout out Nick Rose. We need to have him on the on the podcast soon. And Bugsy H, man, we need to get you guys up here soon so you guys can tell your story and inspire others, man. Right, right, Sean. You got someone to shout out?
2: Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give a shout out to all my professors at Salem State, Emily, Brian, Antoine, all of them for helping me out become the designer I am. Shout out to my family. Shout out to my close friends, Kellen, Nick, Lizzie, and Nicole, holding okay, it down for me. I for, me. Hi, brother, I for sure right will. Hell yeah. yeah.
0: So I got to give a shout out basically again to everyone who listened last week. uh, That was hands down our most successful episode yet after being on for only four weeks. We're almost at the end of the month. You know, our first month of say that is done. And I like where we're going so far, Mikey. I don't know about you, but. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So again, everybody, thank you for tuning in as always. This was a great episode. I want to thank Sean Casey for coming back. You know, catch some memories. we coming and talking about UFC the stuff we planned for a while. Check his workout. His Instagram is at the Sean Casey. That's T H E S E A N C A S E Y. R um, E P E T E 617 on the gram. And Mikey?
1: M-I-K-E-S-A-N-S-E. H-E-Z-Z-Z, so they can stop sleeping. I was going to say, <laughs> easy,
0: stop sleeping. Out. Right? I like that. I like as like always, that. follow Say That Pod on Instagram, say underscore that underscore pod. We'll see you on Apple Music and Spotify soon, too, by the way. So Stay with that being that. said, always
3: remember, everybody, don't, don't say, say this, this, say that.